Hello again, everyone. This is Fort Wayne Mayor Tom Henry, and you're listening to a new episode of the Mayor Tom Henry podcast. Thank you for joining us today. This is episode number 75, recorded on Monday, March 7th, 2022, from Citizen Square in beautiful downtown Fort Wayne. On today's show, I'm looking forward to speaking with someone who has been a treasure in our community for many years. Not that long. <laughs> Uh, but she has dedicated her life working for the city of Fort Wayne and has now devoted her career to impacting our entire region. I'm pleased to have Rachel Blakeman on today's show. In her current role, Rachel is the Director of Community Research Institute at Purdue University here in Fort Wayne. Rachel, thanks for coming today. Thank you, Mayor. Rachel, you and I go back a long time. We do, we do. All the way back to, I think, my first term. Mm-hmm. And you joined me in my administration for a short period of time, and then you went off and kind of did your own thing. I did. I went to law school, but then I came back. So That's, That I is have, true. That I is have true. seen lots of good things. I was just thinking about all of the things that have happened in downtown Fort Wayne since about 2007, 2008. We, we have uh, walked quite a world. Yes, yes. And then when John Stafford left Purdue University, he was made famous uh, by his uh, his research and his his tenacity, uh, but he finally uh, stepped away from the position, and immediately they saw that uh, Rachel Blakeman might be available, and that's when they stole you. <laughs> well, something like that. I was close. But anyway, Rachel, thanks so much for coming today. Uh, Rachel, uh, uh, there's no question, I think, that a lot of our citizens don't really know what you do. Uh, community research, I don't think they understand what that means. Uh, could you briefly tell us about you know, what you do, your career, and so on? Sure. Well, my training is actually in media relations and as a lawyer. Uh, so I don't practice law at CRI, but I do work with clients on a fee-for-service basis. What I like to say our tagline is, is that we help leaders make informed decisions. So we provide information to clients, they pay us for that work, and then they go forward. Sometimes they use my research, sometimes they don't, um, but really to provide them with nonpartisan information. So we really prioritize giving people the information as it is, not as they wish it were. Uh, and so right now we often have a mixed bag of data, uh, but we recognize that that's part of the role that we play here in the community is helping people make informed decisions. Well, I know that we've used you on a number of occasions. And again, you're right. We don't always agree with your, uh, your with the statistics that you come up with, with your data analysis, but it needed to be done. And this way we can truly have an objective look uh, at whatever uh, we're, we're examining at, the, at that time. Uh, as I said, I always look forward to your reports, uh, again, even though I didn't always agree with your analysis. Uh, but you're doing some fascinating things in the city of Fort Wayne. Uh, you know, you not only look at the statistics in, in Fort Wayne, and you not only analyze a lot of the things that we're trying to put together as far as our economic growth, but you're also responsible for pretty much all of Northeast Indiana, since we do have a partnership with 9, 10, 11 counties in the area. We're trying to reach beyond the, the limits of Fort Wayne and even beyond Allen County and try to see how 
how whatever we're working on affects the entire region. Uh, you know, a lot of people, I, again, I don't uh, think they realize that, uh, you know, it's not just Fort Wayne competing for jobs anymore. It's all of northeast Indiana. Uh, and what's good for Angola is good for us. What's good for Auburn is good for us and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, how does your work fit into to the, to the entire region? Yeah, so I think when we think about it, that the role of Fort Wayne in economic development is really, and then also is the population center of mm. Northeast Indiana. So when we look at the region, Fort Wayne is the hub in terms of population. Unlike, let's say, Northwest Indiana, we only have one major city. So when you think about it of Northeast Northwest Indiana, is it Valpo, is it Maryville, is it Gary? Uh, It's kind of confusing, actually. We have one large city. I'm looking here in your office out at the Allen County Courthouse (laughs) at the Lincoln Tower. So that's a very particular thing. I mean, so when we think about it also, as the population center, Fort Wayne is advantaged because of the growth of cities overall. They draw people in. Something like in recent years, Eight out of the 10 people coming to Northeast Indiana have moved to Allen County. Not all of them live within the city of Fort Wayne. I'm sure you'd like to have more of more. them. But, that's, but so think about that, that really it's a regional draw. And so when we think about it, within 60 miles, if we were to draw a radius from here in your office, 1.5 million people see Fort Wayne as their big city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they really provide then the regional amenities uh, for this population shed. So we're looking at it into folks in, who live in Ohio who are coming in. We also know that our healthcare system provides a regional draw, corporate headquarters, key employers. So I'm thinking I can see the, um, the I&M building mm-hmm. from here, things like that. And then also, let's think about it of the arts and entertainment hub. So here in Fort Wayne, we have the embassy, the Coliseum, Parkview Field, the Grand Wayne Center. So really, this is, if we think about the region as a hub and spoke, Fort Wayne is the hub. Rachel, you just talked about all of these different entities in Northeast Indiana, whether it's healthcare systems or utility operations. Uh, in that we are the hub. Uh, we're the biggest city in, in a 100-mile radius. And as you said, <clears throat> from 60 miles around us, there's a million and a half people that call Fort Wayne the big city. Uh, we are now finally coming out of the pandemic, or it appears that we're coming out. Uh, our unemployment in Fort Wayne is probably around 2% or so. Less than <clears throat> Well, I was trying to be <laughs> <laughs> generous. Generous. One and a half percent. If we are, in fact, the hub and our area has actually grown, or a lot of other areas have, have gone down in population, we didn't go up a lot, but we went up. Uh, every time I'm out in the corporate world, one of the first things they ask me is, Mayor, where are all the workers? Uh, we need help, particularly in, in, in hospitality areas and in some of the skilled areas. And I've had, a, I've had a, a lot of meetings with our educators talking to them about maybe uh, massaging their curriculums to better meet some of the needs. But where are all these people? 
Well, we everyone would like to know. That's kind of the million-dollar question right now. So as you noted, that our, we're record low unemployment. The most recent information is for December. The city of Fort Wayne had a 1.4 percent wow. unemployment oh, rate. So in December, we had 1,740 people looking for work who couldn't find, hadn't found it yet. Mm. So really, what we're saying is anybody who wants to work right now can. So we're now almost two years into the pandemic. If you think about it, the oldest baby boomers turned 76 this year. So you've got an age cohort <laughs> yeah, that are aging out of the workforce. That's to be expected. We know that the stock market has performed well. And so people with the risk of the coronavirus for the past mm-hmm. couple of years may have stepped out of the workforce. Now, whether they do that permanently or whether they come and re-enter, that's a possibility. We also know that child care has been significant and the lack of child care. So it's because of the fact that there's no vaccines for, for young children. And so people have to stay home because mm-hmm. kids get sick. And so there's really a lot of things. But ultimately, the labor employment projections um, have actually been flat. So when we looked ahead before the pandemic hit, we were actually going to stay pretty steady. So the fact that our ours has gone down slightly isn't really totally unexpected right now. So when employers are saying, okay, I can't find the workers, they're really going to need to get clever. Uh, so what is it that you're doing in terms of thinking about the kind of talent that you're competing for. Are you gonna be able to recruit somebody from out of town, get them to drive? With gas approaching $4 a gallon, going to be harder at that. But are they gonna be adjusting the hours? Are they gonna be looking at their benefits package? Are you gonna be more attractive, let's say, to women who have children in school? So adjusting so that your hours match school hours rather than doing that. It's really about thinking about how you can be clever and creative to fill those positions. Rachel, do you think that um, the virtual worker is here to stay? Yeah, I was actually just having a conversation with somebody on email about what does that look like? And I said, I really don't know like what the demands are going to be for office space. I think it's premature because I think some employers are saying work work wherever you can do your best work. Others find it very valuable to have you in the office. We can look actually at the state of Indiana. The governor just recently announced that state workers now get 16 hours a week to work from home. That's a huge shift that was not part of their work package originally. So that's showing that competition. So that the competition for workers is strong. And so as an employer, you need to be thinking not only about how you can attract new workers, but how you can hold on to what you have. You know, one of the upsides for workers and the shortage of workers is wages are going up dramatically. So for the average person out there, this is this is something they've been asking for for quite some time. Uh, I, I think the federal minimum is still 875 or something, isn't it? 725. Yeah, there we go. Okay. Uh, if only. <laughs> but everybody's now advertising jobs at a minimum of 15. Uh, So it's really going to be interesting to see how the federal government adjusts to this uh, and uh, and other employers, particularly those, again, in the hospitality business. Mm -hmm. You know, they're notorious for paying lower wages. And in many cases, they uh, compensate uh, for that by saying, well, you get tips and so on. Uh, But I don't think that's going to cut it. 
No, and I think one, yeah, I think one of the things that we're also seeing is people willing to change industries that we may not have seen two years ago. So people who were laid off, especially in hospitality, Mm -hmm. when hotels didn't need as many people, Mm -hmm. restaurants were doing takeout only, Mm -hmm. and so people said, "Hey, hold on, I can go work in a factory. I get better hours. Mm -hmm. I get a better benefits package," and. Quite honestly, this is a better deal. And so it really is a competition for talent across the board. And we have to recognize that the strong manufacturing center of Northeast Indiana is something to be reckoned with, especially for relatively low-skill workers. As you know, the strategy of this administration since I took office was to invest heavily in downtown Fort Wayne. Mm -hmm. We felt that, uh, and we continue to feel, that a robust downtown is uh, is an uh, is an attraction for potential employers and and uh, for those wanting to call Fort Wayne home. Uh, we have to, not unlike you just said, we have to come up with some new, uh, novel ways of selling our city, though, because we don't have a lot of uh, the amenities that other communities have. There's no mountains around Fort Wayne, and, and there's no oceans, and there's no deserts. So we have to come up with something else uh, to compete. Uh, and we've chosen over time quality of place and quality of, of, of life here in our community. Uh, do you continue to find that as something that can really sell our community? Yeah, actually, when we think about it, we were talking about Fort Wayne as the hub of the region. Mm-hmm. Downtown Fort Wayne is the hub of the city. So uh, we did a project last year with United Way, and we surveyed people about their perceptions about downtown, and they actually like the amount of investment that they have seen. So it's really a critical piece of this. When we also think about the kind of jobs and workers we are working hardest to attract, so obviously we love the fact that we have GM and those, those jobs are key, but then what about things such as IT jobs, office jobs, what we call knowledge workers? They aren't looking to find 100 acres of green space to build a new factory. They want to have an incredible quality of place that they can bring people to. So I was downtown this weekend walking through and took a snapshot of one of the downtown murals. And so think about those kinds of quality of place investments that weren't here five, 10 years ago. And so it's a couple things. One. They look nice. You see a place that is investing itself when, we, when I walk through the landing and how much that's improved. But then it also shows to employers who are thinking about bringing jobs here that there's a community that cares about itself, that are, that's investing in itself and wants it to be better tomorrow than it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And so those are really things to think about. When, we, when I look downtown, think about companies that have relocated here. So ASH has relocated and I've heard they've said they want, wish they had built a bigger building. Uh, we've got Swiss Re, had a beautiful suburban campus, has made a purposeful corporate decision to come downtown. So there's clearly a recruitment factor and a prestige factor about downtown for workers. And then also when we look at it about how many people come downtown for things such as the Festival of Lights, mm-hmm. when they come downtown for 
Three Rivers when they come downtown for the farmer's market. Downtown has a central place in many people's lives that I don't think we saw 10, 15 years ago from everything from work to entertainment to restaurants. Mm -hmm. It's really now a hub of activity for people. I'm glad you said that. <laughs> that's you know, that's, that's what we've been striving for. Well, just one other point I just wanted sure. to say is that actually our traffic downtown, <laughs> when we look at those numbers, is actually fairly competitive with what we see on Coliseum Boulevard. When we pair up True. the traffic on Spy Run and Clinton or West Jefferson and Washington, Washington yeah. those get preciously close to what we see in suburban the suburban locations. Now, it may be people just passing through but that means but that they're coming mm -hmm. through downtown mm -hmm. and so that they could be mm -hmm. redirected to some so, of those things well your comment about redirected you know one of the areas that we would like to redirect a lot of our um, citizens is to southeast fort wayne now lately there's been a little bit of movement and again uh, for you listeners this has been going on for quite some time uh, Years ago, when the East End industries were alive and robust, and uh, there were a lot of them, a tremendous amount of people in our community lived out southeast because they worked out southeast, and that's when Southtown Mall was at its peak. Well, when the industries began to leave back in the late 70s, early 80s, the suburban sprawl began to occur, and a lot of those people left. And unfortunately, uh, there, there was very little movement out uh, southeast. Uh, Southtown Mall closed down, and it was tagged as being a rather unproductive uh, part of our community. But lately, we've seen uh, some activity, and uh, I'm very excited about the possibilities. What, how do you feel about it, Rachel? Sure. Well, I think also one thing that we need to talk about when we talk about Southeast, and we're, if we don't do it, we're not having an honest discussion, is race and ethnicity. Mm -hmm. yeah, so when we look at it, we have our three majority minority zip codes are Southeast, 030616. Mm -hmm. And so when we think about it, the people who left tend to be white. I mean, so there's a white flight element. So I, we're not here to unpack all of the the racial baggage that comes along with it. But I think we need to be including that mm -hmm. in the conversation about disinvestment to a certain group of people. And so when we think about it, though, apparently about 19% live in southeast Fort Wayne. Only 8% of building permits have been in Southeast Fort yeah. Wayne. That is disinvestment. Mm -hmm. They're not getting their fair share. And so they have seen all the amazing things that have happened downtown. And they're waiting for their fair share on that. And that's not, not completely unreasonable. We talked about that United Way survey. 45%, mm -hmm. this was people in Allen County, not just city of Fort Wayne residents, 45% said that there was not enough investment in Southeast Fort Wayne. 28% said the right amount. Compare that to downtown, 12% not enough, and 58% said the right amount. Then if we look, let's just say at Fort Wayne neighborhoods, 39% said not enough, 39% said right amount. Yeah. So what we're seeing is that there is a community interest in investing in Southeast mm -hmm. Fort Wayne. 
We recognize also when we think about Southeast Fort Wayne, it actually doesn't look that different in terms of some development patterns as like Northeast. You've got an urban core, you've got some suburban areas, you've got some relatively undeveloped areas. So it's really kind of an interesting thing. The other piece that we don't talk about when we talk about Southeast is actually the regional draw that it provides. So we talk about the Menards, that's really Adams County Menards. That's true. If you're coming up from Bern <laughs> and Decatur, you're going to do that. You've got a uh, Starbucks that's mm-hmm. coming. So does that mean who – I saw one of the comments on the thread was saying, oh, thank goodness there's one coming to Southtown mm-hmm. because that means that the people in Monroeville now have access to Starbucks. Starbucks. So, we want, so we need to think about it as a regional draw, not just about it as Southeast Fort Wayne. I think something else it brings to the table, too, and I I don't want to spend all of our time on Starbucks, but one of the concerns that a lot of hospitality uh, companies had, a lot of uh, restaurateurs, was that they didn't want to build out southeast because they didn't think there was the disposable income available to purchase uh, food at a sit-down restaurant or whatever. Well, Starbucks doesn't locate unless there's disposable income. Who's going to pay $4 for a cup of coffee unless you've got disposable income? So that's one of the things that excites me. I think that's a a good first step in the right direction. Uh, Plus, there's a new housing development that's going out on Tillman and Hessen Castle. And what excites me about that is it's market-priced housing. Normally, you think if uh, something is built southeast that it's under the category of affordable housing. Uh, But this is not its market, which, again, leads me to believe there is a shift taking place. And and I would like nothing more for a paradigm shift out southeast. (laughs) Yeah, and I think also when we think about what is it that people who call southeast Fort Wayne home, Mm -hmm. what do they want? It's what everyone else in Fort Mm -hmm. Wayne wants. They want to have quality housing. Mm -hmm. They want to have low crime. They want good schools. They Mm -hmm. want places that they can spend their money at the places that they want to, Mm -hmm. to patronize. They don't want to have to travel up to Lima Road to do all of this. So really what they're looking for is it looks very similar to what the rest of Fort Wayne wants. So I think if we start to say, if we think about it as what does Southeast want, it looks exactly like what the rest of Fort Wayne wants. And I think that can help us reframe the discussion rather than just a, a conversation about crime and dilapidated neighborhoods and things like that. Again, I said, it's really what the, the neighbors are telling us, the people who live there, they want what everyone else wants. Well, there's a stigma that's currently attached to Southeast that uh, needs to be eradicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is crime all over our city. Uh, and there's needs and wants and desires that, as you said, uh, that are uh, shared by our entire community. Uh, so uh, I think we're moving in the right direction. Let's. Uh, yeah, I let's... just think the one challenge that we need to have is that we need to be helping all of these resources going in similar directions. Correct. Because I'm seeing lots of attention about Southeast, but what is the overall narrative? And I think that's the challenge for our community is to say what we want. So we're seeing good things, but how do we make that into that larger Southeast strategy that looks great on paper? But really, I want to just be able to go to those awesome places Southeast. Yeah, agreed. Well, with that, that's all the time we have for today. Rachel, it's always a pleasure speaking to you, and you know that. 
but thanks so much for your time today and for the dedication that you have for our community. As I said, you are truly a treasure to our city. And thank you to all of our listeners today. It's another great day in the city of Fort Wayne, so let's keep our momentum going. This is Mayor Tom Henry, and we'll see you again soon.